Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 114 for May 5th, 2014. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. I also encourage you to follow Klezmer Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Last.fm, and Pinterest. Also, you can find my monthly Klezmer Podcast playlist on Spotify. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Estelle Goldfarb, violinist based in Paris, France. She has a new album that will be released tomorrow on May 6, 2014, entitled Naissance, and we're going to get a sneak preview of a couple of tracks from that album, so stay tuned for that. This is a two-part interview with Estelle. The first part I recorded on November 21st, 2012, during my visit to Paris, when she was in the process of recording this album. So we'll hear a little bit about the process of recording and how she decided on the music styles she was going to use on the album during the first part of the interview. The second interview was recorded on May 5th, 2014, day before the release of the album, and we'll get an update from Estelle on how the finished product went and what she has in store for the future. So here we go with my interview with Estelle Goldfarb. Hi, this is Keith, and we are back in Paris once again. And we're visiting in the home studio of Estelle Goldfarb with a beautiful view overlooking the river. Uh, Estelle, welcome to Closer Podcast. Thanks for uh, inviting me to your studio. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. Hello, Keith. I'm very happy to be like a bit in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. You'll be in the U.S. in a, in a few weeks via the podcast. Um, I don't know very much about your music, but I, I found you, what, a few months ago? And I th- we think we started uh, corresponding a little bit. Um, but I like the, the style of your music. It's different from other things that I've been hearing. But uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your music background and then how you got started playing uh, Jewish klezmer music. I'm coming from a musician's family. My father used to love music, a lot of classical, but as, he, as he's Jewish, he was always interested by um, He didn't know very much about klezmer, but he knew about Yiddish culture. So I had a musical a classical training. And as, as I was uh, 19 or 20 years old, I went to university to study Yiddish that I didn't know. And then I met a lot of klezmer musicians, and so I jumped into it. And after that, I went to, to New York really to, to learn the style at class camp with Alicia Spiegels. And so there I learned all the krechts and, you know, the real way to play klezmer. So this is it. And actually, I very quickly started to, to, to work with that. Also, I never had to, to find some student jobs because my job was al- already to play for bar mitzvahs, weddings and klezmer. So great <laughs> wow so that was pretty quick so after uh, one or two times uh klez camp you learn the music well enough to to uh be performing it and and uh making a living playing the music so fast 
Yeah, because I was playing in, in Belgium, because I actually am from Belgium. So at the time I, I was living in Brussels and I was working with, with a Klasmer group. So we had a lot of gigs. So it's a nice training to, to play live. I think it's the best training for a style. Listen a lot and practice, yes, and play a lot live. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. So what do you find the, the difference uh, in the Klasmer music scene between Brussels and Paris? Oh, it's a very small scene. In Brussels, there is just one or two groups, maybe a bit more. Paris is m a bit more active. Uh, I have a very good friend that you probably met, Marthe de Rosière, who is uh, at the uh, Centre, uh, Centre de la Culture Yiddish, and she's organizing a lot of stuff. So Paris is much bigger. But it's still, you know, in Paris, we have a small Ashkenazi uh, um, community. So it's always small. It's very small compared to the U.S. It's very small. But actually, I'm not very much into that world anymore. I mean, I get really connected with Klezmer, but I don't really play traditional Klezmer anymore. So it's really in myself, but <laughs> it's not... Um, you can hear the accent when I play the, the violin, but I'm, I'm doing my own stuff now, which is influenced by Klezmer, but not Klezmer anymore. <laughs> Right, so it's the uh, evolved klezmer. Uh, so, um, right, so you played the traditional for a very long time, and then now we'll talk in a minute about about the new project. But what started you on this path to to the newer style? Actually, um, I always loved mixing different styles because at the time as I was playing klezmer, I always I was also playing funk music. I was in a band called Groovy Girls, only girls playing like <laughs> um, Prince music, funk, soul, and and I loved it. And I played also some jazz, and so I always was very interested into mixing music. And also, I started, before I, I moved to Paris 10 years ago, I, I met some uh, Oriental musicians, and, and I really studied, not, very, not as much as Klezmer, but I studied also a bit of Oriental music, so for me it was natural to come to something different. I didn't so want... So Oriental being, uh, from the U.S., we, we would say more Arabic, right? Or yeah, yeah, that's true. Sorry, because yeah, yeah. in French you say Oriental, that's and right. and uh, so I'm clarify for the <laughs> North American audience. <laughs> yes, uh, you would say Arabic, but you have also uh, Arabic Jewish music. Yes. So yes, so um, so for me it was very natural. I, I didn't ask myself any question. So I always loved Prince. I always loved Um Kalsum, that uh, Egyptian singer. Uh, I was born in classical music, so and I listened to all the electronic scene and so rap. So it's coming naturally. And so here we are <laughs> <laughs> with your current project uh, that I'm looking very much forward to uh, seeing the final project in, in, in a few weeks. Uh, you just played for me a few samples of tracks that are in progress. So uh, very exciting stuff. Working with so called David Krakauer, so Frank London, Frank London, the list the list continues. Uh, so, how did you attract these people to your project? Actually, I met them through the the Klasmer world. You, you know that there is an international <laughs> Klasmer world. You are part of it. So, um, actually. 
I played with David uh, on the radio for for uh, we were presenting a, a festival a few years ago, and I played also once with So Called. So we are in the same world. So we we saw each other, and I played also once with Frank. So I called them, and they accepted to to play on my album, which is great. I'm very happy about that. And So Called also. Uh, when, when did you uh, perform with him before as well? It was in two thousand five, I think. We met, or maybe two thousand six or two thousand seven. Sorry, <laughs> I don't remember. But he came to to Paris, and he came, he played as a first part. Ba- no, he yes, he play, he was playing on the first part of uh, one of Matisseau uh, concert, and I played as a guest with Matisseau, and so called was thinking, wow, because I was very energetic, and on the next gig he asked me to to come to to play with him, and so and we we met also through all the Yiddish camp, uh, Klezmer camps here in Paris, so, mm. and we have some common friends, so. Yeah, so-called has a lot of friends. That's no no doubt. I think he has more friends than anybody uh, in the Klezmer world. <laughs> um, so, this current project is there a title yet or uh, uh, from from the, the name of the album? Yeah, it's in French, so it's called Naissance, which is uh, the translation is birth. Because I started to work actually, uh, you know, a friend of mine told me if you want to. To, to to work on a piece, do like an opera, like you have a book and you, you follow like a story. Because he told me to, to, to get inspired uh, by music, you should be inspired not only by music, but also by poems or, or go to a theme and go back to that theme when you miss inspiration. And so for me, I have a daughter, which is uh, 13 years old. And, and I was thinking one of the most amazing experience that I had in my life is to give birth. So I wanted to go into that and to go back to that, all that emotions. And so what, what is that to be pregnant, but also, yeah, give birth. And then when you call your um, CD birth, you can speak about everything, death, uh, relationships, love. So this is the theme. (laughs) Right. And, uh, these are all your own compositions on this album. So, um, what influences did you have to come up with with all these songs? Wow, it's <laughs> difficult to say. <laughs> Everything that I used to listen to in my life. So it's the. Diff- <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I've been listening to so many things. I think. Um, um, Okay, as I told you, I was a big fan of Prince, but also, yeah, Klezmer, of course, it sounds like Klezmer, hip-hop. Uh, I remember at the time I was uh, I was composing, I was a lot uh, listening to Avishai Cohen, which is a great double bass player. So I love also jazz, so I think all that melodies are in my mind, and who knows, you know, how you get inspired, and uh, so it's coming at one time, it's, you are just... Uh, walking and uh, melodies coming to your head and if it's coming more than 10 times in your head you think okay that's going to be a a track probably (laughs) (laughs) and you're actually working on this currently you you recorded some tracks today you're you're uh, uh, going to add uh, David Krakauer on some music tomorrow while he's uh, here in the city so it's actually 
in progress. I wish we had some video uh, behind the scenes of uh, the process that you're doing. Yeah, actually, I'm going to to make a small video to, uh, from tomorrow with Dave. I'm glad you like my idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will send it to you. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I will do it with an iPhone. I hope it's uh, it's okay. It's not a big quality, but... But you, you you can get other videos from me for, for where I explain on YouTube, but it's not going to be like the recording of the album. I should think about it. <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, it's always fun to, to see, you know, the process, uh, how, how things are, are done and put together. Um, and just outside is uh, our friend Claude Swimmer. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about... Um, how he's been helping you along with the project? Actually, um, he was always there, Claude. I met him as I arrived in Paris. And so it's like a, a good father. I remember so-called called him Papa Claude. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's not producing actually the album. He's just there as a external ear. So sometimes he came, he come, he came just one actually to the studio to listen and... So he's helping me also with administrative work because he knows that very well. So we are both in our stuff. I mean, we are working separately, but we meet sometimes. And so I think it's great to, to have some someone that you can count on him and he can count on me also. So <laughs> Great. And he's I know he's a great resource for that. He's, he's got his ear into everything. He knows uh, everything that's going on. Um, so when the album is finished, will, will you start to tour and uh, perform this live a little bit also? Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, actually, I always had some groups before I did the album, and I experiment a lot of different versions of my music. So uh, once it was with nine people, it was like five or six years ago, and then it was impossible to tour with nine people, so I got to three, three and three it was with um, drums, bass and me on the violin with looping and also I was doing with cello and beatbox so I think the next one is going to be quartet um, like percussions or drums violin probably guitar and um, and what else I don't know uh, how many do so uh, and double bass double bass and, and electric bass so yeah, yeah. yeah this is it <laughs> So, um, if people want to find out more about you and your music, uh, your recordings, where, where can they uh, find uh, and where will the, this album be available for them to, to buy uh, when it's ready? Sure. Uh, you can go to my website, uh, So and you will find everything <laughs> and more. <laughs> <laughs> Great. EstelGoldfarb.com. Easy to remember. I'll have a link for that uh, on the Klesmer podcast page as well. Um, anything else you want to mention that I didn't ask? No, it's just really fun. I'm really glad to meet you, and I think we should do more music. <laughs> uh, Klesmer or any kind of music. It's good for the soul, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And, and come to America, come to Los mm -hmm. Angeles. <laughs> sure. Make a show. Okay, I will do it. I will do it. Thank you very much. 
Okay, Estelle, thanks very much for uh, visiting with me, uh, taking a few minutes out of your very busy uh, recording schedule today. Really appreciate it, and uh, thank you again. Thank you very much, Keith.
Okay, hi, this is Keith with Klesmer Podcast, and I'm very happy to have on the other end of my Skype uh, this evening Estelle Goldfarb from Paris, France. Hi. Uh, bon, bonsoir, Estelle. Bonsoir. Hi, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Klesmer Podcast uh, again. Um, we uh, spoke previously uh, back in 2012 when I was visiting Paris. You were working on the uh, album, and we've got the earlier uh, interview here as well, and bring us up to date what's been happening with the album and, and uh, your music since 2012. Well, I, I saw it was to, uh, last year, but it was longer than last year that we saw each other. So yeah, it was in the beginning of the process of doing the album. So uh, I spent months and months in the studio, which was amazing. I was working with two great producers here in Paris. One coming from classical music and arrangements, Jacob, and the other one coming from hip-hop world. So it was really a good mixing to combine new sounds, modern sounds, and also like classical arrangements. So we had a lot of fun. We sometimes uh, had problems together because we didn't have the same ideas. But at the end, it's, okay. The, the name of the album is called Naissance, it's Birth. So at the end, okay, for a birth, we have to suffer. But at the end, as we see the baby, we're all very happy. And we forgot how much we suffered sometimes. <laughs> so uh, we, we had a lot of musicians playing uh, in, in the album. Because actually, I started to, to, to compose everything on my own. And so it wasn't a mu uh, an album made by a group. It was more, okay, me with my ideas and the two producers, of course, shared it, shared, shared it with me. And so I had to, to bring a lot of musicians to, to make the music in the studio. So non, very well known musicians and less known, but, um, each session was amazing and the, and also we have some, we had some guest stars. We had David Krakauer in the studio. We had So Called and Natasha Atlas. I don't know if she's famous in the U.S. Is she, Case? Uh, she has, uh, been in the U.S. I am familiar with her and she has come and, uh, performed in Los Angeles, although I, I missed her show when she was here. But, uh, yes, the world music audience in the United States knows Natasha Atlas. Mm -hmm. she, she, she's amazing. She's a, Middle Eastern diva, she's from Egypt, and so she, she, she was singing in, and improvising in one track, so it was very beautiful. And David was also in a track that I composed for him. It was like uh, seven years ago, I went to one of his uh, concerts here in Paris, and oh, it was so, so exciting, so I couldn't stop composing during a few days after that. So at the end, I invited him uh, to, to, to play in, in studio on this track for the album. And we had also so-called, I think I, I remember, uh, was he already in Paris as we saw each other? I don't remember. Mm. Uh, I don't remember uh, either, but I think he <laughs> may have been there uh, previously, I think. Okay. Actually, we, we did it in two times. Uh, I sent him some sounds to Montreal where he's living and he, he made one part of the song and he made the, the end in the studio with us uh, in Paris. And it was also a lot of fun. So here it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that you put a trumpet on there because I, I play trumpet. So I always look to have uh, at least something with a trumpet there as well. 
Yeah, the, it was a, a brass band from uh, Paris, which they are called Divelli. They're really into Balkan music, and, and I'm also a big fan of Balkan music. So um, there were two tuba players uh, from, from that group coming and one uh, trumpet player. And it's amazing because they are all uh, really French people, but they sound really Balkan, and I love that. Uh, right, and I, I'm a big fan of uh, all the Balkan music as well, and I, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised to, to see a, a, some Balkan-style uh, music there. So did you compose this uh, song, and mm-hmm. uh, did you compose with that group in mind to perform with you, or, or did you uh, uh, invite them first and then figure out something to write that they could, that they could play for you? Actually, I, I wrote everything alone. I did at the beginning. I, I, it, it was a few years ago. I did um, all my musics with only violin, beatbox, and that was all, and, and computer. And But my dream was to have a, um, a brass band. So and it was amazing during the uh, as we did the album I really made all my dreams come true so it was not a dream anymore I thought but why not doing it if I want to do it Let, let's find some musicians and they they were friends with a, a cellist uh, that I know very well so and he told me you have to call the Zivelli and I called them and it was great so <laughs> well, this is the story <laughs> it, it certainly is great and the the music uh, overall, uh, it, it's uh, much broader than uh, klezmer or even just uh, Jewish music. Uh, how do you describe to other people that, that haven't heard this what what, mm. what we have? Yeah, it's um, I think it, it's a huge mix of everything, all, all the influences that I have. So I was born in a classical, uh, in a family where everybody play classical music. So you can hear, of course, a bit of classical music in, in, in the music I'm doing. But you can hear also, of course, as you said, klezmer influences, Balkan, but also Middle Eastern and classical Indian music and a very also modern touch in the arrangements, like in the producing like more electro hip hop, so it's a lot of ingredients to 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 prepare uh, to do cooking. <laughs> yes, because uh, listening to the album, each each next song is uh, a, a new uh, a new experience, a new delight. So it, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know each one is is its own story, as it were. So it's great. Yeah, now- it's its own flavor. It's really like eating different kind of um, foods. And so tell me how you came up with the uh, Maman, where you used uh, all the children. I, I think that's a very interesting track. Mm, yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> I was swimming as a, in, in the swimming pool as I had it, that idea to do that track. Um, it's a, how do you call that? Berceuse. I don't remember the name in English. You know, to, to, to make the, 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 the ch- children sleep? Oh, uh, lullaby. Lullaby, that's it. So I wanted to compose a lullaby and I 
and I wanted to to do something about uh, little girls like my my daughter as she was uh, little. So and as she she, she was actually in a, in a school with a lot of um, I mean for foreign uh, people uh, people from Africa uh, Asia and so I started to record all those beautiful voices saying "Mama" in their own language. And also, each time I traveled, I was with my Zoom. It's a very nice recorder. Uh, and so I recorded uh, Indian girls in London, Spanish girls in Spain, in, in Turkey, in Korea. So it's, um, it, it's a big travel around the world. And it's also um, a big thank you to all these little girls that make us um, mom that I really wanted to 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 thank my daughter and also those little girls for changing our life actually so when you are mom you you change your life yes it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> terrific and uh, you're doing some singing on this one as well I don't think I've yeah. uh, heard you singing before before this uh, how was that experience for you uh, actually, I'm singing uh, in a lot of tracks, but it's sometimes it's at the background. If you listen to "By Me Abyss Duchesne," uh, all the the background vocals, I'm I'm doing them myself. So uh, for me, the singing has been always a part of the process. I'm not a singer. Okay, I took a few lessons, but um, I'm not a singer. Definitely, I'm a violin player. But to bring emotion, sometimes I need to use my voice. And uh, so for me, it was, it was natural. You know, when I'm composing, actually, I'm singing a lot what I'm composing. It's really rare that I take a pen and write the music down. It's more, okay, a melody is, is in my head and I need to sing. You know, I'm composing a lot with my iPhone. I always have my iPhone and I record every ID and so I have to sing the IDs. So at, at the end, uh, for Maman, uh, that track, I, I let the, um, the voice on it because it was, it was really part of the composition. Well, that's terrific. And it's always, always handy to have your, your iPhone or your Zuma around. <laughs> yeah, always have a recorder with you. <laughs> um, so uh, the album is due to be released uh, this week. Yeah. So uh, that's got to be very exciting. So uh, if people want to f uh, find the album to, uh, to buy the CD, which, uh, by the way, has lovely artwork and a lot of information on the inside – and uh, also, I like that uh, everything is in uh, French and English, so that uh, it makes it easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I traveled to the U.S., uh, it's very important for, for, for me that everybody can yeah, understand. So uh, I always do uh, newsletters, everything in French and in English. So. Uh, yes, even all the Facebook is uh, French and English, so I... I yeah. Appreciate that very much. It helps me learn the French more too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, not only the tr uh, perfect translation. I'm sorry, but I try to 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 stay close. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, where will the CD uh, or the download be available? So you can find first on my website. It's www.estelgoldfarb.com. E S T E L L E. J-O-L-D-F-A-R-B dot com. Uh, 
or you can find it on Bandcamp or iTunes, probably other uh, download, but I don't know all of them. It's worldwide, uh, the, the release, so you probably find... Oh, on Amazon, I think, also. But if you want to, to, to book it, uh, the, the physical CD, you, you can only book it on the, on the website. And so what's uh, coming up for you next? Uh, more performing, uh, composing... I am into composition now. Um, it's funny because the, the the album it was with this modern touch of electronic music, and I'm now I'm really back to acoustic music. So I'm working for a few months with a Belgian uh, pianist. Uh, his name is Fabian Fiorini. He's really amazing. Uh, he's coming from the jazz world. He played also a lot of contemporary music. And we are creating... Now we are like a, a half of a, an album. So uh, we need to work a bit more to have a complete album. And we did... Uh, actually, I wrote some composition and he did arrangements. And it's it's fun. It's really nice. It's... um. Uh, wh- how can I explain? Of course, you can ha- hear the klezmer sounds because, okay, it's the way I-, I speak with my violin. I have an accent, let's say that. Yes. And yeah, so. <laughs> but uh, it's also sometimes a bit also Indian, okay, like in the album, but also a bit crazy, like jazz improvisation. So it's um, a new direction. But also it's still, okay, you can recognize me also. So I'm very happy and also excited about what it's going to be. But I hope that in, in one year, uh, or maybe before we, we, we meet each other on Klezmer's, Klezmer podcast to speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I'll be very much looking forward to, uh, to hearing the, the new music as well. Yeah, so, thank you. uh, Anything else before we go? Um, hi, everybody in the U.S. I will. I hope to to play sometimes there. That would be great. And uh, let's enjoy music. All right, very good, uh, Estelle Goldfarb. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time uh, to speak with me uh, once again. It's uh, a again, pleasure. The album is Nissan's. Uh, I don't say it correctly. Let, let me hear you say it one more time. Naissance. Naissance. Okay. Naissance. Great. I'm getting Great. better. <laughs> Merci beaucoup for Thank you so uh, much. joining me and, and uh, pleasure as always to speak with you. Yeah, me too. Bye-bye.
Hey, this is Sarah Arowesti, and you're listening to klezmerpodcast.com. All right, I'm back. That was my two-part interview with Estelle Goldfarb. And from the album Naissance, we heard the tracks Check and 10H22. I'd very much like to thank Estelle for taking the time to appear twice on the podcast and for providing the tracks for us to listen to. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com, and if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Again, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 114. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now.